Housing is a fundamental human need. Constructing that housing is often a complex undertaking that requires understanding, patience, skill, and foresight. Developing affordable housing can be challenging for sure, but the reward can truly change people's lives. And for that, it's totally worth it. Let us explore that journey with the folks doing this important work. This is Housing Development, a practitioner's view. In this episode, you will learn about assessing feasibility and viability, development sources and uses, and decision points. Let's meet our panelists. I'm Christine Hart. I'm the Executive Director of the Brattleboro Housing Partnerships, which is a DBA of the Brattleboro Housing Authority. I came to the authority 25 years ago when it was about to go into receivership, and I'm happy to say that it is now a high-performing housing authority in both uh, public housing and Section 8. We've uh, accomplished quite a bit. We have a supportive services team within the housing authority, which is, I think, uh, remarkable for being a small uh, entity. We have uh, developed two LIHTC properties, um, on the way to RAD and uh, have worked through as a staff the destruction of 80 units in an elderly complex as a result of a flood. So um, we've done a lot and it's been uh, quite challenging but very rewarding. Hi, I'm David A. Northern Sr., CEO of the Champaign County Housing Authority. I've been in the industry over 22 years and it's been an exciting 22 years also. Our whole goal is to help people overcome obstacles and move along that spectrum of self-sufficiency. Currently in Champaign, we have over $89 million of construction going on in affordable housing inside and outside our, our, our county. Also, I'm the current Senior Vice President of the Public Housing Authority Directors Association. I've had the opportunity to speak at the White House for smoke-free housing, and I had a chance to visit South Africa on a housing delegation with NARO. Hi, my name is Mike Austin, the CEO of the Macon Bibb County Housing Authority. Uh, I've been in the housing industry for 25 years and probably one of the biggest highlights of, of my career was being able to start a Section 8 home ownership program along with moving to RAD about five years ago. It's been a terrific journey. Excellent. Now, let's get underway. So in thinking about stakeholders, of course, we, we all agree that staff is a, is a really important stakeholder and they really need to understand what we're going to move mm -hmm. to when we talk about RAD the implications, the pros, the cons. One of the things that's interesting to think about is, is if you bring a small property and that small property becomes a standalone property, uh, uh, maybe 50, 60, 70, 80 units, mm -hmm. you really have to build in what can that property pay the employee? What can, he, what can the property pay the manager, the maintenance uh, tech? Mm -hmm. and, and so that might be a, a little bit of a change from being a, a, a housing authority employee, um, you know, where it's kind of all centralized, but, but as you break properties out, you've really got to look at what can this property afford to pay. Just like the open market, smaller mm -hmm. properties tend to sm pay smaller salaries because there's not as, as much work to do, obviously. Um, and so that's very, very important. Um, and of course, the other stakeholders, uh, be more specifically, would be how's this going to affect finance? How is this going to oh, affect yeah. maintenance? How's this going to going to impact HR and what other other departments you might have mm -hmm. in your housing insurance authority. insurance mm -hmm. yeah there's yeah. risk and so on and so forth so th I think that's a really important thing to think about as you move properties yeah yes. we combined our um, four into one project right. because of that because right. they're small mm -hmm. and we we just couldn't figure out sure. a way to um, have an individual, any one of those, or a grouping of two, right. could not handle the expenses. Right. So we That's put right. them all together. That's right. With, with our portfolio, um, 
one of the things that we <coughs> totally looked at, you know how HUD years ago made us go to the AMP type system. Oh, yeah. um, yep. So we do billable hours for yeah, each property. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, we have management staff and uh, we divide it based on actual who put the work in mm -hmm. on the property, mm -hmm. whether it's maintenance, um, finance. Sure, a work order type yeah. thing. Work yeah, order type. sure, yeah. that's yeah. a good way to do yeah. it, yeah. absolutely. Then you can really truly see how much that property is um, costing you right. as mm -hmm. an individual related to the salaries, yeah. benefits, or maintenance, yeah. or sure. you know, work with Lisa, anything. Mm -hmm. so. yeah. For us, that's going <coughs> to be one of the, it is now, but it's going to be even more so a real retraining of our maintenance oh, yeah. because they're not used to putting in, you know, yeah. exactly, you were in right. that time. building right. and how for much how time. And right. <coughs> so that's going to be a training for them. They have um, tablets, you know, yeah. it's all computerized. Right. And they just, it's like, guys, you got to do it. Sure, You just sure. got to do it this you way. Know, you're moving from a centralized maintenance. Mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot of times you're moving from a centralized maintenance apparatus to a decentralized. And so, yeah, it, it takes time to figure right. that out. And, 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 and it takes a lot of meetings and a lot of communication. But I think once the employees understand, then they become a true stakeholder. And, uh, you know, they can help the, the, the company move forward with a, a rad right. conversion. So. When you say company, that's the right thing because it's a business. And, sure. you know, we talked a lot about how we need to compete against a private mm -hmm. market, right. mm -hmm. and right. in a private market, that's how it's done. And so Absolutely. we have to change our mindsets and be prepared to adjust our thinking. Sure, sure. You know, and having a staff buy-in, right. let mm -hmm. them allow them to make some of the decisions around that, yeah. and make sure they're trained appropriately. Yeah, right, know? yeah, um, right. Yeah, that, that, I think that's what's the most important thing when we start thinking differently, doing mm -hmm. starting these different projects and sure. programs, being a little more aggressive. Yeah, I think so too, and specifically on training, you know, you're moving from the public housing uh, uh, platform to either PBRA or PBV yeah. is completely different. Right. And, um, you know, uh, and so you've got to not only get the training on the front end for the employees, but continual training as, as uh, you progress throughout the years because you, compliance takes on a whole new, uh, whole, new, a whole, new a whole new meaning. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Compliance is all different. Yeah. And now uh, yeah. you've got to, uh, we never thought about having an outside consultant to look uh, over our live tech right. files. And right. now we, yeah. now we do. Yeah. Yeah. That's and you can find them pretty reasonable, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and we have a, a compliance person. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. you know, we want to make yeah. sure not only our RAD files, um, the ones that our staff is doing, but our, our property management companies mm -hmm. yeah, um, sure. is helping us also, you right. know, with a diverse yeah. portfolio. You have to make sure you're dotting your ass and crossing your T's, yeah. especially with low-income housing tax <laughs> sure, credits. Sure. You don't want right. to mix that up and mm -hmm. mess that up. Right. Yeah. And so we do file checks. And, yeah. you know, when I first arrived there and looking at some of the audit reports that are internal, um, compliance mm -hmm. department yeah. had, yeah. it was bad, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and so we, yeah. it's something that we get a report every week, I mean, every month we mm -hmm. get a report right. on it, right. and so we can adjust and build or, you know, identify more training that's sure. needed mm -hmm. sure. and, mm -hmm. and communicate with the people that, be, uh, may, that may make some of those errors, sure. and that's going to build more trust within. That's right. You know, instead of you just, you know, smacking them on the wrist, you oh, really yeah. that's right. Yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and speaking of building trust, you know, stakeholders that are really important, of course, are the residents. Right, yes. And right. as we communicate with the residents, really what we found is, is some residents are nervous about RAD, but it really becomes a, a, a kind of a, uh, lesson in you know how do I build trust? How do I? How does the housing authority ensure that, that this group of residents really understands what mm -hmm. we're doing? Mm -hmm. And it really boils down to meeting with them yeah. on a very regular basis, right. taking them through 
the, the steps in RAD. You know, you don't really have to get into the weeds of RAD, mm -hmm. but, but what we've found is people just really want to know, you know, is my rent going to change? Exactly. Uh, is management going to change? You know, is my life as I know it going to change? Mm -hmm. and, and really, yeah, it's going to change because you're probably going to get a better unit, exactly. which, is a, which is a terrific <laughs> thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and residents tend to, to, yeah. tend to like that. We've uh, made much greater use of a resident advisory board. It's not really done in the technical, formal right, way. Right. Um, we're just too small for that. But that's a group we meet with monthly. Um, last month, we went over the whole 20-year replacement reserve right. program with them um, and explained why some of the things they want us to do, paving, mowing yeah. a vacant mm -hmm. lot, you mm -hmm. know, <coughs> how it just doesn't stack up when you've got right. other really right. big demands. This month, I'm bringing in the property budgets, and I'm going to yeah. go through those with yeah. them and yeah. say, you know, here, this is how this works, That's and right. you know, <coughs> this is how, just the whole financial. Yeah. And um, I don't expect them to become financial wizards, sure. but I do expect them to understand that, yeah, this is a business. A good overview. Sure. We, you know, we've got to have revenues, which right. means you've got to pay your rent. Right. <laughs> right. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. And we have to be responsive. Yeah. Right. You know, and that's right. one of the things that you know. Housing authorities, <coughs> as we talk about that change in the mindset, we have yeah. to really um, get out the mindset of uh, not being responsive to our clients, right. not oh being yeah. responsive to our, our, our uh, um, property needs. Sure. Um, you know, when we cut the grass, get the grass off the sidewalk. Yes, yeah. Yeah. do a good you know, job. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, it's the little things yeah. that matter sometimes. Yeah. And when a residency, the staff members buying into the yeah. ideal of change, yeah. mm -hmm. some of the residents are buying into the ideal of change. Now you can fix everyone, right? That's right. That's but being right. engaged with them, communicating with them, being there to laugh with them, you know, sometimes sure. I just stop by the um, properties on weekends, me mm -hmm. and my kids or yeah, something. Yeah, just say hello. Oh, right, just great. saying, it's like, uh, well, what you doing here? I was like, well, I missed you guys. You, <laughs> want, you know, Can't wait till Monday. <laughs> you know, I may see some things sure. they shouldn't be doing, That's but I don't, right. I don't get on that case. Right. I may say, hey, you'll you, know, know you, know, you know you shouldn't, you know, you know, yeah. you know you're supposed to be doing that. Sure, right. sure, so, yeah. And that's good, that's just that's just good with the engagement and helping the stakeholders all come to the table. And you know, again, the, the board is a huge oh, stakeholder. Yes. The community, oh, yeah. uh, the, of course, the board's probably the first group of people that have to get on right. uh, on, on right. board with this and uh, and help help the housing authority move forward. Mm -hmm. So, uh, as we talked about a little bit um, earlier, you know, each board member comes to the table with uh, a, a real different skill set, and uh, so I think it's good for housing authorities to use that skill set sure. to help propel the the authority and in, in, in this case, rad forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. Communication is the key. You know. A lot of times, you know, housing authorities, especially smaller housing authorities, mm -hmm. they look at the travel budgets and um, at times they don't want to send people to trainings right. and conferences. But I'm going to tell you one thing for certain. I've learned so much talking to uh, colleagues yeah. oh, yes. or other oh, board yeah. members yep. uh, yeah. at yeah. conferences or staff members yeah. than I um, learned sitting at home. And yeah. you got to realize, yeah. and I explained to my board, you know, it's important that you see what we do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That you mm -hmm. see how we interact, that, right. that you're at that table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, being an advocate, because I can tell them five things. When they see 20 other people doing the same thing, right, or right. telling them, it really they, it, yeah. then it sinks yeah. in. Right. Right. It sinks you know, in. Sometimes right. they get tired of hearing your voice. Right, yeah. right. And so, yeah. you know, that's, that's to help build trust with that's them good. also. That's mm -hmm. really good. And, you know, mm -hmm. board members, you meet with them once a month, yes. basically. Right. Yeah. And they, right. sometimes they have a full time jobs, yeah. sometimes they might be mm -hmm. retired, but, but they don't think about this every day yeah. like we do. No. They might sit yeah. on various boards in a, in right. a community. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it, I find it often uh, beneficial to, like you said, communicate, 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 and continue to do it. And, you know, sometimes you sound like a broken record but it's got to it's got to sink in yeah so I think when we talk about strategic plans and business plans with RAD it becomes even more vital <coughs> we, we all mm -hmm. understand that you know 
10 years ago, 20 years ago, we were still a business, but that's even more true now, I mm -hmm. think, uh, as, we, as we move into uh, looking at cash flows and return on investment, and really not only return on investment from a, a, a financial standpoint, but return on investment from our community standpoint and our customer and standpoint, right. sure. Yeah. And, and so I think with all those moving parts, it's really critical to have a strategic plan. What do we want to be two to five years, five mm -hmm. to 10 and so on. And along with that, a business plan that kind of maps out how you're going to get there yeah, and, and then right. communi communicating that with your board and uh, with the community and with our customers. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very, very vital. And why you need to do it. You sure. know, that's just like the pro forma. Mm -hmm. that we utilize. So that business plan is for the, that pro forma for the organization sure, sure. to make sure we cash flow at the right, end and yeah, we can right. sustain ourselves. Yeah. Right. You know, that was something that, you know, a lot of housing authorities, uh, we didn't never think about, mm -hmm. right? You know, yeah. now we train our staff top to bottom, um, get them engaged. You put a, your business plan on a website along with your strategic mm -hmm. plan, yeah. keep mm -hmm. the community engaged with it. And that process helps, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. it helps the community, it helps your board members, right. your uh, staff, your community partners to think, oh, you this is a business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's just not, this not a government right. funded, right. Only, right. you know, yeah. this is a business. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, we're a contractor. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so yeah. we have to uh, treat ourselves as such. Yeah. And having that business plan yeah. um, really helps. Yeah. 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 And I think you get HUD to understand that too. Yeah. But some, you know, I love HUD to death, but sometimes they, they don't quite understand that, look, we, we have to operate on very um, variable Revenue cycles. And right. so you love HUD to death. <laughs> <laughs> Some I, I, I love I love HUD. So I we love we HUD all do. We got to you know, crack it up just a little. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it just um, you know, they have to understand that. Sometimes they don't, mm -hmm. and so we, we mm -hmm. you know we, we have over the years the housing industry has really suffered from the uh, very variable revenue streams, and so yeah. here comes yeah. RAD, and it's just a great opportunity. Um, but but along with that, you've just got to have some strategic planning. Well, I think as you said, you know, we we went through a very great strategic planning process, and the board was heavily involved. Everybody was in 2016, yeah. and <coughs> now going into RAD, that's the business plan yeah. that's mm -hmm. going to implement sure. our strategic plan exactly. because we are a mission-driven business. Right. Business yeah. yep. is business. important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> and absolutely. That's what. I think some people, at least in my community, sort of cringe. What? Business? Ooh. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's right. like, no. You know, if, if we don't pay attention to the business side of this, yeah. then we're not going to be here Customers to carry separate. out the mission, right. and you want us here. Right. Got to so. have us. Got to have us. We, we <coughs> talked about developing 501c3s, uh, yeah. you know, instrumentalities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we have to share the wealth throughout. You know, a lot of people just, um, they put all the financing or, or, or salaries or benefits on the housing authority. Right. You have right. to spread the wealth out that's right. and make sure each entity is paying for itself. Yeah, that's, that's right. And in a business plan, that's how you can design mm -hmm. yeah. and making yeah. sure that that yeah. occurs, you know, yeah. uh, billable services. Sure. You know, at times, you, you may take your board member somewhere for lunch um, that, to sit down and have a meeting with someone. Right. right. What am I talking about? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, right. and people need to understand that we are a business, so that's right. it's, it will be some expenses. Sure. You know, sure. Um, well, I think training is one. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. training is something that <coughs> boards can look at. Mine doesn't. Mine says, great. Yeah, just get it done. Get, get yeah. employees trained. Yeah. Get yourself yeah. trained, you yeah. know. Yeah. Stay up with the business. Yeah. But that's an area where people can look at that and go, well, yeah, really don't need to go there, you yeah. know. Well, well, yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Industry yeah. groups, right? You know, so yeah. I, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, in a, in a business, Sometimes the business deal is done on a, a golf course. Sure, that's right. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. 
in our industry, a lot of our business is done in Washington yeah. or at the mm -hmm. conferences yeah. mm -hmm. where yeah. we build these relationships. Sure. And where I first got the idea from a business plan was at a conference. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was right. talking to a, uh, <coughs> you know, a more mature executive record that's been in the industry sure. a lot longer than I. Sure. And he said, you know, um, what's your business plan? Right. And I was like, that's business right. plan? Right. And that was years ago. And mm -hmm. so sure. now that's one of the first things I always think about. Sure. Let's work on a business plan. And doing that, it helps buy into the, it helps the community buy in, your stakeholders. Sure. You involve them also. Sure. Mm -hmm. And then, then mm -hmm. it's something that we call go, going public, right? Yep. You, you message it out. Yeah. This right. is what we right. did, and this is why we did it, yeah. and here it is. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, I think it, from, the sm from a small housing authority perspective, being with, I always refer to you guys as the big dogs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> is so great. Right, I mean, the right. things that I, I scale them back, oh, but sure, I can bring sure. back yeah. and <clears throat> explain to my staff and look at, and right. we can make it sure. fit, fit us. Your, for your community and your It's terrific, and they go, where did you get yeah. And I say, well, I was just meeting with the guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's super. That's just a way to do um, it. And I, so it's a real benefit yeah. to a small housing authority yeah. to get out and find out what yeah. other people are doing. I like that. Get out and find out. It's you a know? business expense. Yeah, absolutely. Right, you know, it, sure. Because if, if, if you're not at that table, you're on the <coughs> menu. And, you know, uh, everything that you want to do, like I said before, it probably already was done. Yeah, right. yeah. And we're an industry that shared a wealth. <coughs> Absolutely. And so, you know, if, if, if an agency need to see someone's business plan, it's no problem. Right. First of mm. all, it's public. Sure, mm -hmm. it's public, mm -hmm. and we share admin and we plans. Share and, and right. you know, in the old days, yeah. ACOPs and all yeah. that. Oh, so yeah, yeah, ACOPs. Really I'm at a yeah. MTW. Yeah. yeah. No, all <laughs> rad. Thank goodness. Affordable, no more ACOPs. <laughs> right, right. Thank Still got to have an admin plan, though. <laughs> right. But, but you know, that right. just aligns with our um, MTW yeah. plan. But even, you know, with the organization moving toward move to work, yeah, it's yeah. even yeah. more important to have a business plan yes. to align and those share with the residents. You got to share with mm -hmm. the residents. Yeah. You know, it's, it's some strategic um, um, goals HUD has in line when they talk about MTW, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. the tiered rents and, um, right. you know, it's a business. Why are you yeah. tiering? Yeah. Why are you right. setting these rent schedules yeah. like this? So yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's important to understand it and that it'll work for you into the future. Yeah. Right. Well, when we were thinking about MTW, the best thing was to go to the MTW conference yeah. and, oh, sure. and just yeah. I was so impressed. Rub yeah. elbows with people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think that's um, can't can't say enough about just getting out and meeting yeah. your peers. Yeah. That's right. I think as we talk about um, partners and uh, who needs to be at the table, I think um, we cannot leave out our management staff. In fact our whole staff. Right. But um, you know, some of that is going to be how you manage, mm -hmm. um, and I manage very collectively. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know, I really bring staff in. I want to hear what they mm -hmm. have to say, mm -hmm. and um, I, I think all the staff needs yeah. to be there. You know, yeah. um, regardless of what they're doing. I mean, they may have a Section Eight, you know, niche over yeah. there, but. Um, that fellow's given us some great ideas as we've moved around. Um, so I, I bring in all my management staff and mm -hmm. then make sure that we have a message, as you would mm -hmm. say, mm -hmm. a message mm -hmm. that they, they can bring to their staffs and, and sure. it goes on from there. But I think that's really critical. Yeah. I wouldn't do this stuff without my management staff. That's Definitely. the saying, one, one agency, one voice. You know, sure. and you, mm -hmm. you make sure that um, voice is articulated throughout. Right. And one of the things I really like to do um, to help with the decision making, I try to sit down with each staff member once mm -hmm. a year at least. Mm -hmm. You know, I mm -hmm. see them other times, mm -hmm. sure. but I give them that time, that five, ten minutes, 
once a year, tell me anything you want to tell me. Right. I'm mm -hmm. not going to run back and tell your supervisor. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. If you say you hate this place, if you say, you know, whatever you want to say, you <laughs> say it. Mm -hmm. But you open that door. Yep. And, right. you know, sometimes we think about somebody that's in public housing. Right. And then you have somebody who's in maintenance yep. and somebody in Section 8. Well, when we sit at that table and we talk and communicate, they may give you great ideas mm -hmm. that you never thought of. That's, That's right. right. That's because right. Because they're, they're, they're in the trenches. Mm -hmm. and so they have to be a part of that decision-making process. You know, you don't want to make all the decisions yourself. Yeah. Right? I don't yeah. want to always mm -hmm. be the smartest person no. in the room. No, no. Well, so I know I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Me either. But, you know, sometimes... <laughs> because of our leadership roles, sure. right. people assume that that he's going to make all the decisions sure. or yeah. she's going to make all the right. decisions. Right. No, it's right. our organization. Yeah, it's a collective. Yeah. Collective. Yeah, and I think uh, when you're talking about moving to RAD and you're talking about bringing all your employees in, absolutely. And some will play different roles. And I think mm -hmm. part of those discussions are should be when we convert to RAD, how is this going to impact finance? How will this mm -hmm. impact management? Mm -hmm. How will this impact maintenance? And, you know, right now in our organizations, one thing that's done in one, uh, one division always affects another division. Right. And sometimes you don't intend that to happen, mm -hmm. but it does. And so, again, the more you can get together and iron out those bugs mm -hmm. and try mm -hmm. to work those things out, the better. And, 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 and then the disciplines, the, the, the compliance, the accounting, yeah. Um, you know, what will change, and so people really need to understand that we're going to, you know, if you're going to a PBRA, you're going to do five-eighths, or five-nines, excuse me, from right, now on instead right. of five-eighths. And, and so there's just, and, and the accounting will be a little oh, bit yeah. different. The mm -hmm. reporting will be a little mm -hmm. bit different. The compliance will certainly be different. Mm -hmm. and, so, and the management will be a little bit different. So, yeah, everybody's got to be on board and, and go through each one of those steps. And I think when you do that, it kind of gives people uh, 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 lessens their fear factor. Mm -hmm. and, right. and they feel a little right. bit more comfortable, right. comfortable about Accountability. it. Accountability. So. Sure. Right, you know, you guys talking from from a non-MTW agency. That's a non-MTW yeah. agency, uh, and, and when you're talking about staff decisions, you have to really think about anything that you want to do as an MTW agency. Uh, if you put it in as an activity, right. you get that block grant money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you have to look at the activity and make sure you clearly put down what you want to do as an organization. And HUD, in most cases, will approve it. You can yeah, be really creative right. with it. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about RAD, we talk about development, we talk about investments. It's in my MTW plan, mm -hmm. and so I had a flexibility mm -hmm. to yeah. do that, mm -hmm. to, to use some of that block grant money in a different way mm -hmm. versus, you know, the, the, the public housing, right. the Section yeah. A, the capital right. fund. Yeah, all in silos. In yeah. silos, yeah. right, and so it gives us more flexibility, and, you know, having the staff help make those decisions, mm -hmm. you know, um, and a community. Sure. You know, you got to oh, bring yeah. in your partner. So yeah, right. decision-making, as you said before, is a collective effort. Yeah. And, you know, um, and then you have a collective community buy-in. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And I think you get a better result. Absolutely. You know, I, oh, yeah. I throw an idea out on the table and, by the, you know, I just let, let yeah. it go. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't own, uh, you know, my, my ownership is very tiny on this. Right. You know, right. what I right. want is right. the best solution for right. the community, for the staff, for the right. residents, right. one that we can really be proud of and, and do, right. uh, that we can implement it. Yeah. And, and I like what you say, be proud of it. You know, mm -hmm. when, it, when it's all done, and it will eventually, RAD does end at some point, <laughs> uh, when, when you finish and you look back, yeah, you want something that everybody can be proud of. And I think mm -hmm. you do that by bringing in everybody in on the front end. So when you talk about RAD, you know, you've got to create new entities. Mm -hmm. uh, as you bring properties over, single properties or groups of properties, it's really uh, essential, I think, to, to start uh, not-for-profit corporations to handle those properties to create uh, less of a liability for mm -hmm. the housing authority. 
Um, and so, and it's e relatively easy to do in each state. Each state has its own laws and regulations, but uh, setting up an LLC or nonprofit is pretty easy to do. And it's a tool, really, that housing authorities have at their disposal that not all companies have. And so uh, it's an essential tool that uh, I think the industry uses pretty well. And I think uh, housing authorities can employ that to help themselves, to help the residents, and, and really becomes a, 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 a good business decision. And with Litech, as we were talking mm -hmm. about earlier, oh, yeah, you've got to do that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, partner, the partners mm -hmm. require that. But, but as you move just a straight RAD deal, it's really good to do that and help the staff understand this is what we've got. This is its own corporation. Um, the housing authority is still the parent body, yeah. but this mm -hmm. property has to stand on its own. And, and you know, you can do that and set up a fee structure and, and earn money. Yeah. Well, I think that really supports the, the whole notion of the business plan yeah. and bringing yeah. the staff in and yeah. saying, okay, now this property is its own corporation, guys. Right. It's its sure. own own business. And sure. you, we've all got to operate it. Yeah, that way, yeah, um, absolutely. And I think that's a, a great idea. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and as you mentioned, the protection. Right? Yeah. You know, it, it's just so important. Housing authorities have the ability to do a lot, but with a uh, the resource of a not for profit, five hundred one c three and yeah. LLCs, yeah, we can do so much more. Yeah. We're limited in terms of what we right. can do. Mm -hmm. But again, the business sense. You you create a not for profit. They manage properties. Yeah. You can make money. Mm -hmm. That's right. You're self sustainable. You create a not for profit as your development arm to do your development. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. just for your organization, but maybe outside. Right. You know, we have to really think business-like and be mindful that um, our area is in need of affordable housing, our area is in need of some of these resources, but in a state, it's other communities. It's housing authorities I knew where their not-for-profits broke off and they're their own entity now. Oh, mm -hmm. And they're doing mm -hmm. development across yeah. the nation. Sure. Wow. You know, um, and so it's so important to safeguard your resources, yeah. but also use your tools and to be flexible. Yeah. And really, the sky's the limit. I've, yeah. I've known housing authorities that do a lot of work in their community, a lot of work mm -hmm. in the state, maybe, mm -hmm. and, and across the nation yeah. as well. And I think uh, by doing that, setting up those not-for-profit corporations, mm -hmm. it gives you the ability to do that. And, and, and I think it works uh, really uh, in, in a way to benefit so many people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I think really important is you're setting up these structures have have a good attorney yeah. and make sure right. that the, the, the legal team <laughs> understands what you're trying to do and that you cross all your I uh, mm -hmm. cross all your T's and dot all your mm -hmm. I's and mm -hmm. because that's important if you're going to set them up um, that that and that the board understands as well what you're doing yeah. right we, right you know one of the things that um, we really have to think about is the disinvestment of resources that have provided for you know, our residents in terms of overcoming obstacles mm -hmm. or drug elimination. We talked about how that was eliminated right. years ago. Oh, yeah. And so we created a not-for-profit called the Housing Authority of Champaign County Enrichment Foundation. Right. And its whole focus is to raise money to provide scholarships and enrichment opportunities for our young people, access. Right? Mm -hmm. you know, in Lake County, we had a gala that raised uh, close to $150,000 um, over five years. Mm, and the gala excellent. was for three purposes. We messaged our organization and let them know we're a business mm -hmm. and what we do and who yeah. we are. Yeah. We gave a few awards out to community and great partners mm -hmm. to keep them sure. engaged, sure. Right? right? Stakeholders, right. Right. right? And then we raised that money and so that we can help our clients, especially yeah. with now being an MTW, that's our right. whole goal is to have people move along that spectrum. And utilizing that, we have yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars worth of development sure. going on, right. Sure. Right? right? You know, and sometimes the developers and the contractors come from outside our community. Sure. And so they can invest in people. And sometimes yeah. people yeah. want to help others. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And having that right. not-for-profit. Yeah. Now they've got an avenue. And then they have right. an avenue. They can get the tax yeah. break for sure. it. 
um, it's his own entity mm -hmm. and it has a different board. You know, I made sure the board wasn't the same because my housing authority, my, all my other not-for-profits has the same board members right. as yeah. the housing authority. Mm -hmm. yep. But this one is yeah. different because it's a different focus. It's right. focused on raising money. So I have right. attorneys and doctors, sure. um, community leaders and bankers mm -hmm. a part of yeah. it. But mm -hmm. one um, board member is on it and the board has to approve all the members. Sure. So we still had a control. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think that's super that's because you've got people on your board who are in the community yeah. And they become, by being exposed to what you're doing on the other side, they become ambassadors for you. Right. And, and they can right. bring their knowledge. You know, we've talked a lot about board members and the skill sets that they can bring. Mm -hmm. Well, now you're bringing in a whole new skill set yep. from different walks of life and, and for this particular purpose. And I, it's just, it's just really good for the right. housing authority. Yeah. And it's yeah. education. Um, you know, it's a lot of organizations in our communities and partners that uh, we work with. And I remember one that we were working with, it's called Boys and Men, it's a mentoring group. Mm. And they went to D.C. and you know, I was able to utilize my platform to get them yeah. tickets to the congressional visits. And uh, we got them to the African American uh, Museum of mm. History. Our great. congressman did a great job in supporting them. But when they got back, we talked and I said, um, you know, if you want to keep continuing to do this and grow, you need a not-for-profit. And That's I was right. like, a not-for-profit, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so I picked up the phone and called our attorney. Sure. All the not-for-profits that yeah. he set up for us, I said, sure. hey, we got a local company. I mean, a local organization mm -hmm. right. that really mm -hmm. need a not-for-profit right. to continually move in a great direction. They, they volunteered and did it. And so That's sometimes right. as organizations, yeah. we have to use our platform to help others mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. and educate people. So sure. us setting up not-for-profits and people asking those questions may help other organizations um, you know, sustain right. themselves right. also. Now, let's dive a little deeper with a question and answer discussion. Now we'd like to turn our attention to some questions that we've received and we remind the audience uh, for those out there feel free to send any questions that might have come up during the uh, conversation that we just concluded using the GoToWebinar tool uh, you may need to expand that out to do so um, and while we let a few more questions come in let's start with this David I want to point the first question to you someone's asking what are ways that you've engaged residents to create buy-in? Well, <clears throat> buy-in is something that's very important. Um, you know, one of the things that is important is, you, you know, you find a couple of resident leaders out there and help spread the word and the information, but, you know, going to where they live. It's always good to have uh, individuals come to your office and you meet with them, but when you can go out to one of the resident leaders' home and sit down with them and just have a candid conversation about some of the goals we have as an organization, we all know that in terms of our residents, we're travel pretty fast, right? They can be a biggest uh, uh, media outlet in terms of information throughout. So that's one of the ways that we really um, utilize our residents to help us out in the right way. Uh, resident leaders, along with people that's natural leaders, everybody that's voted in as a resident leader may not be actual leader. And so we try to identify those individuals and stay close to them in, in order to help our agenda uh, move forward. Excellent. Excellent, Mike. Um, question regarding development subsidies. What is the benefit of having a development subsidy? So in terms of um, the PBRA subsidies that will come in or, or PBV, um, you know, that's, that's the major portion of your revenue, just like it is now under public housing operating subsidy. Uh, as, you, as you move towards the, the either model you go to on PBV or PBRA, um, you'll get a bump and, and you'll have the new RAD rents and that becomes your, your subsidized piece of that monthly income from, from uh, just a different side of HUD over in the asset management program. So, th you know, that becomes a major part of your, of your um, revenue. 
Gotcha. Does that answer the Does that answer the question? I mean, I believe so. And and if there's okay. any follow up from the questionnaire uh, question asker, we'll we'll get some. But to me, that answers the question. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. Are there different communication plans that you use for different stakeholders? I would say we um, probably, but generally we think that honesty and transparency is the best um, process sure. and try to use that consistently throughout the community depend uh, with everybody. Uh, and so I, I think if we were actually making um, media booklets, they'd be a little different depending on the, the audience. But by and large, we keep our message um, uniform and uh, pretty easy to understand and pretty clear about where we're going and why we're going there. Excellent. Excellent. David, we have a question for you. What are ways that you've engaged management to create buy-in? Well, sometimes you have to create buy-in by allowing the managers uh, or your team members to kind of make the decisions. You know, you kind of guide them in a way or uh, allow them to, you know, uh, complete the thoughts of where you want to go with things. You know, you come up with the big picture idea. You know, I call it the balcony and the dance floor. From the balcony, you say, this is what we want to do. But you know, on the dance floor, that's when the people where the rub meets the road, where the staff is really um, implementing those ideas. You allow them to do that, you know, uh, as relate to that uh, uh, process. And then I think buy-in will naturally come. It's just being open and honest and listening to them, and actually utilizing the uh, information that they provide you uh, to benefit the programs or whatever direction the agency may want to go. Sure, sure. Uh, David, quick, quick, uh, another question for you. Um, you mentioned your your not-for-profit entities. We have a question specific to that example that you used. Did you use your current staff to staff that entity? Yes. Yeah, so the not-for-profits aren't staffed in the sense where they have their own offices and things like that. Um, we kind of just do billable services with them now um, for our developments along with our foundation. The uh, oversees the foundation is our uh, enrichment coordinator. So they're all about the scholarships and our opportunity for access for our young people. Um, and far as the development aspects, I'm the CEO of the development not-for-profits uh, along with the foundation not-for-profits. And so it's just between my executive administrator and our finance people, myself or any staff um, that's in the development, we just pay for those services through the not-for-profit. Gotcha. Christine, are there relocation specialist firms to help with resident relocation? Well, in our area, uh, I'm sure there are, uh, especially in the bigger communities. Um, our uh, housing land trust has done so much relocation, they've really become the go-to organization for that. Um, they were not available when we had to do a major relocation, and we were really sorry that they weren't. <laughs> um, but I'm sure in bigger communities, I mean, David, Mike, um, I suspect that there are companies that, that just do this. There are. Um, I'll real quickly say that if you're in an area where maybe there's, you know, not a lot of firms or you're not in a big city, one thing you can do is maybe reach out to uh, life tech developers in the state who all the time relocate people with nine or four percent tax credit deals and, and they often oftentimes are willing to 
lend some help or maybe contract out an individual to come to your housing authority and help you think through that. And uh, you can do that on a contract basis. But almost all major LIHTC developers in almost every state will, will have experience in relocation. Excellent point. Mike, let's stay with you. What's the biggest resistance that you've seen to change with respect to your stakeholders? Oh, that's a good, very good question. So if I start with my employees, and this is five, six years ago when we first got into RAD, we, uh, back then we had a centralized uh, maintenance apparatus. And when we converted several of our properties, we went to a property-based um, maintenance apparatus. And, and there was some resistance to that simply because we hadn't done it that way before. But as we looked at other models, as David uh, and Christine has mentioned, you know, that's just how you do it in the, in the private property management business. So we had a lot of meetings with, uh, with our uh, employees and, and, and got them to a comfort level for the buy-in. And of course, five, six years later, it's doing great and, and there's no resistance. As far as the tenants or the, the, the residents, there wasn't a lot of resistance. And I think the, the reason there was not is, is simply because we met with him uh, on a continual basis before the conversion. And, and the theme of the message every single time was, look, we're gonna do this, this is what it means, but this doesn't mean. And what it doesn't mean is that your day-to-day -day life is not going to change. The, the the property manager is still going to be your property manager. Um, you know, the, the, you're going to have maintenance on your on your unit. If you have an issue, you call your property manager. So once we we established that open communication and did it frequently, we didn't have. In fact, we didn't have any resistance from from our residents whatsoever. And of course, on, in the community, they were happy to see that the properties um, were remodeled and some additional capital got brought to the table. So it, it all boils down to lots of communication early and, and um, routinely. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, David mentioned uh, something to that effect uh, during, during the conversation a little earlier. So communication, communication, communication. Uh, excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Uh, David, we, we have actually a follow-up to um, the, co the question regarding the nonprofit entities. Uh, regarding the use of your staff, are they still housing authority employees? Yes, yes. Um, my st well, I have a contractor that helps out uh, here and there when we need that type of uh, assistance, but it's housing authority employees. You know, when we do our developments with our not-for-profit, for example, it's a public-private partnership, so the housing authority is in the deal also. Um, so it just depends. We try to really take a look at what activity is being performed at that time and make sure that, you know, we put most of the fees and costs, you know, for that development fee. We don't want to put it on the backs of the housing authority if possible. As far as the uh, uh, Enrichment Foundation, all the funds that we raise for the Enrichment Foundation, that not-for-profit goes toward our uh, clients and as, as related to scholarships uh, and, and um, access to opportunities. For example, we took a bunch of young people to the uh, Illinois football game on uh, tailgate and the homecoming and it was some you know some of them first time ever being exposed to that type of activity and that's that's what we call by access interesting interesting let's stay with you David uh, we got one last question for you what is the downside and the upside to rad when it comes to redevelopment of a property well when you're looking at rad uh, it depends on one around is your rents right um, if, if your rents make it work uh, if your cash flow will work after your rehab, um, the, the biggest downside is at the end of the day, uh, will the rents work or uh, what, what debt will you have? 
what uh, mechanism do you have really to make the repairs that you need to make to your units? Now, when we did our RAD, we, uh, you know, uh, was able to make repairs to our units for some of them. One was in a bad situation, so we decided to sell that property off, and we had a, a new construction low-income tax credit RAD replacement that we're doing uh, for that uh, property. So um, it just it just depends on the area. You know, uh, the, one of the biggest downsides I can tell you, um, this is from experience, find the right consultants. Talk to the right people. Yeah, I would agree with that. And if I real, real, if I can really jump in, absolutely. There's it, Dave is right. If there's, there's really no downside if, if you can make it pencil out, because if you can make it pencil out with a pro forma based on the rent revenue that Rad will give you, and your your estimated expenses based on history, then there's really no downside. But if you can't make it work because maybe you've got a property that needs too deep of a of infusion of cash for rad to work, then you you know you go another route. But but in my opinion, there's just if it works uh, on the front end, there's no downside that I can see. Christine, you want to jump in on this too? No, I I <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. Perfect. Perfect. All right, Mike, I'm going to give you the last word. We got one more question. Uh, if there's any other last minute questions, feel free to send them in. Uh, Mike, what about training for staff members? How would you go about doing something like that? Absolutely. So b before you convert or uh, as you start to convert, make sure that your, your, your staff, especially at the managerial level, get um, uh, training on what they will have to do as far as recertifications, how they will have to invoice HUD. They'll, now they're dealing with a 50059 rather than a 58 in public housing and so on. And then uh, I would just make sure that there's a compliance piece added into that because it's one thing to run the operation from day to day, but it's another thing to make sure that you're in compliance. And so I'd make sure I, get, I got some compliance people from the outside to come in and say, okay, you're going to get an MOR, which is a management occupancy review every year by HUD. And they're going to come in and they're going to look at your operation. They're going to look at your files and so on and so forth. And, and, and there's a checklist. You can go online and find HUD's MOR checklist. And that's where I would start and just make sure that they're very well versed in the, uh, in the HUD manual uh, on the asset management side, which is the 4950. It's called the 4950. That's really great advice. Um, I will open it up if anyone else wants to chime in on potentially training staff members. Well, I'll just add um, <clears throat> that training is extremely important when you're doing this. One of the mechanisms that I would like to use is that uh, instead of sending staff off, I would like to bring trainers in and cross-train everybody uh, that we can in terms of, uh, you know, one thing is most is more beneficial, but even for the staff that's not in the front line, the other staff need to understand the changes that's being made when we're looking at RAD and those other type of development opportunities. And so if you bring somebody in and train your entire staff or a number of staff members that may not be directly engaged to that activity, but will touch it in some way, it's really beneficial. Great point. Good point. Um, all right. Uh, as far as training is concerned, I'll quickly throw out there. HEI Group's online training is a wonderful resource for certifications, compliant courses, and to David's point, you could even group view if you want to get your group together and sit down uh, as a unit and watch some training uh, that way. Uh, HEI Group's online training can do that. I want to thank everyone out there for joining us today. I also want to thank our panelists for sharing their insights.
We hope you were able to take some things away from the conversation today and the question and answer period that we just concluded. Uh, please be on the lookout for future live episodes as part of this web series. We'll be doing them once a month, uh, and our next episode is scheduled to air on December 18th. Lastly, please check out HAI Group's online training platform to catch up on the past episodes and exclusive bonus footage. Uh, there is some bonus material that our panelists were able to um, speak to, and we hope that you guys go and check that out. With that, I wish you all a wonderful day, and thanks again. Housing is a fundamental need indeed, and we thank our guests for sharing their insights on how they are actively working to construct more of it. Please check out other episodes of this series as we continue to explore the journey. This has been Housing Development, a Practitioner's View.